and welcome to Coffee and Pearls, 15 minutes of wisdom for Catholic moms. I'm Sterling Jaquith, and today I want to talk about the danger of optimism. And that might sound silly, but as someone who is pretty optimistic, well, I want to say it, it's funny. I'm I'm both and. A lot of times I'm definitely the optimist, right? Even in our marriage, I'm like, oh, it's going to be great. And I can just see all these amazing possibilities and I have so much joy. But at the same time, I'm also kind of the melancholic, depressive one where I think, oh, it's terrible. It's never going to get better. And so it's funny. I wear both of that those hats in our marriage. Uh, but in general, I would say I'm a pretty optimistic person. And yet... It was a couple years ago, maybe more than that, that I heard this story about James Stockdale. So James Stockdale was a veteran who survived almost eight years um, as a prisoner of war. So he was in a prisoner of war camp for almost eight years. And somebody asked him, they said, you know, thinking about all of the people that you were with, you know, for the people who didn't make it, what do you think they had in common? And he said this. He said, oh, that's easy. The optimists. Oh, they were the ones who said, we're going to be out by Christmas. And Christmas would come and Christmas would go. And then they'd say, we're going to be out by Easter. And then Easter would come and Easter would go. And then Thanksgiving. And then it would be Christmas again. And they died of a broken heart. And this is a very important lesson because you must never confuse faith that you will prevail in the end, which you can never afford to lose, with the discipline to confront the most brutal facts of your current reality, whatever they may be. End quote. And I remember reading that, and it was the first time that I saw my optimism as a weakness, which, you know, most people don't consider it a weakness. But it was such an important lesson, and one that I continue to learn, especially when my optimism creeps in and pushes out reality, that it's important that we have faith. We have faith that we are going to prevail in the end. We are going to be okay. And I think two front right now, we need to have faith that we're going to be in heaven, right? That that's our goal and that's what we're striving for. But also faith that we're going to be okay, no matter how big this pandemic thing is going to be. In my opinion, the sickness stuff is going to be at least three months. I think it's going to take at least three months to run its course. I'm totally making that up. I'm not a doctor or anything. Uh, that's just kind of my gut feeling. I do not think kids are going to go back to school. Um, I think, you know, we're going to be mostly staying at home for about three months. And then I think the economic and financial impacts are going to be probably 18 months to two years with a little bit of an echo for five years, right? I think this is going to be a big, big deal and not in a scary way. You know, it feels scary maybe because we've had it so easy for the last, you know, 50, 60 years in a lot of ways. I don't mean to minimize the struggles that we've gone through personally or, you know, as Americans or in the world, but in general, this is kind of 
a big, huge deal and something we haven't had to deal with in a long time. And despite it being big and maybe scary, I think we're going to be just fine as we have been throughout all of time, because I believe in God and his goodness and his ability to carry us through. I also believe in his supreme power, right? And so I'm not going to stand and say, God, why are you doing this? Well, I'm sure he has a good reason for doing it. My prayers instead are, God, give me grace to make it through while practicing the Ten Commandments and being virtuous, being kind and loving. And I'm trying to be realistic about how long it's going to take. So I think if you're going into this and you're like, okay, it's, you know, it's going to be a, a rough two weeks or a rough two months, you know, I don't want you to die of a broken heart. Now, obviously, we're not in such extreme situations as being, you know, a prisoner of war. Um, but for a lot of us, this feels extremely painful, extremely confusing. And so I want to give you the gift of perspective. Right. And so let me read the last sentence of that quote again. He says, you must never confuse faith that you will prevail in the end, which you can never afford to lose with the discipline to confront the most brutal facts of your current reality. Okay, so we want to stare what we're facing down in the face, head on, and say, you know what? Like we were talking about before, this is a marathon, but I'm here, I'm going to do it. I'm going to have a good attitude while I'm doing it, and I'm not going to lose faith. I'm going to be okay. Right? If you are one of those families who lost your job immediately overnight, I want you to try to hold on to the idea that you're going to be okay. You're going to make it through this. You may have less money, less comfort, but you're going to make it. And, and that's obviously the pep talk I'm having to give myself, right? So the small business owners, a lot of us are, are really going to be quite expendable and we're just going to close. And it would be so easy for me to think like, this was it. It's going to just eat up everything that we have and maybe we'll lose the house. And I don't know, I could go down that rabbit hole over and over again. But instead, I'm telling myself, yeah, this is going to be a rough go. It's going to be you know, the, the short-term rough go of us all being in the house and not getting to see our friends and not getting to go out. Um, but then, you know, long-term, I think there's going to be a, a ton of economic impacts that are going to be difficult for all of us as a country. And we're going to be okay with that too. And I want that to be a message of hope. So let us be filled with faith and not necessarily optimism. I like to say that I'm an optimalist now. An optimalist is someone who's always improving their life, looking for ways to be strong. And kind of how we talked about in the last episode, what's working, what needs work. And that also makes me think about the time that I was on bed rest and, you know, it was a difficult time. It was a dark time. But I also remember a lot of good things that came out of that. You know, when I look back, I don't think, oh, the whole thing was terrible. I see the gifts that were there, the lessons that I learned, the ways that it made me stronger, that it made my marriage stronger, 
Uh, even just the two girls last year who helped take care of my kids, you know, we, we now almost consider them part of our family. It was such a gift that I wouldn't have had if I hadn't gone through that. And it's a little early to tell for all of us, but uh, I was just um, noticing from my friend Kimberly that she is finishing her book. She's been writing a book. And uh, and she wrote today, you know, that she had been praying that God would give her more time to finish the book, <laughs> but she never expected it would come like this. And so she's, you know, fortunate to already see kind of the good that is coming of this in a big way. You know, maybe some of us have seen it in small ways, getting to spend more time with our kids or reading a book that we've intended to read or, you know, pulling out grandma's cookbook and, and baking some new things. There are going to be so many gifts that we're going to receive in this time. It is going to make us strong. I already see the amazing way that communities are pulling together. It's so beautiful. And while nobody wishes for tough times, tough times are what make us strong and able to enjoy the golden times that come after. And so begin to look this week for those gifts and imagine yourself, you know, in your 60s with your grandchildren and they'll say, oh, tell us about the 20s. Assuming this ends up being a big thing and it's written about in the history books and they want to know. Remember the good things that came out of it, the sweet stories. I love the pictures of children putting art in their windows so that the other children walking by can see them. That is just such a beautiful thing. And we're going to remember those beautiful things. So I want you to pick your head up this week and look for those. Look for the sweet stories that you're going to share. And it's not that we're not going to share that it was tough, but it's funny when we describe things that are tough, we tend to sum them up quickly. Like, like my bed resting, I'll be like, oh yeah, it was really hard to be in bed that long. But I immediately will say, oh, but this is what also happened. And I'll explain that in more detail because it feels like that's more powerful to share and more important. We're going to get there. Have faith that we will prevail in the end. We're going to come out the other end of this stronger hopefully with stronger, more close-knit communities, and hopefully with a tremendous number of people who strengthened their faith in God or who came to form a relationship with God. What an amazing gift that could come out of this time. And we can be part of that. We can bring people closer to Christ by being calm and having gratitude and sharing the beautiful stories and lifting each other up. And that is my prayer for my family and for all of you. All right, so this week, let's try to be optimalists instead of optimists. And let's shine the light of Christ into the world. Thank you so much for listening to Coffee and Pearls and have a blessed day. 